Welcome to episode 158 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Noir Vember series continues with In a Lonely Place from 1950. I'm going to start. Welcome to Movie City Maniacs. I'm Adam. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kyle. I've never. (laughs) Yeah. I've been waiting for Kyle to like look up for his computer, but he was in it, man. He was. He's like solving crimes over here, baby. I'm just in a little bit of spring cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect time just before the podcast starts. Um, Yeah. So our our new War Vember series continues. Uh, Kyle is again struggling You'd think he would be able to get a, a mic stand down. We've done this for how many nope. episodes now? It's not his uh, high point. Or he could have done this with the 20 minutes that we had to set up here. <laughs> no, we're leaving this in. I'm yeah. not taking this out, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Anyways, welcome to the city, Movie City Maniacs. Tonight we're going to be talking about In a Lonely Place. Yeah, from 1950, which uh, for those who haven't been paying attention, our, this is our Noir Vember series. You good now, Kyle? Yeah, I got it. Okay, perfect. So this is our Noir Vember series. And uh, we did it last year where we watched four flicks. This year we've already watched two. We watched uh, Laura and the Third Man. And this week is is my pick, uh, In a Lonely Place from 1950, which um, was was a movie that I almost, I think, picked last year because mm. we were talking about Bogart. Um, and, and uh, you know, I haven't seen this this movie in, in a f- quite a few years, so I was excited to revisit uh, I'm excited to see what was her name? A uh, Graham, uh, not Gloria Graham. Gloria Graham. I was yeah. excited to see her again. Like I feel like she's popping up in a lot of these. She movies. She was in the Big Heat as yeah. well, and, and uh, you know she's in our perennial Ooh. classic. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I never, yeah, right. I never put that together. It is funny though watching these noirs. You do see a lot of like uh, recurring characters, uh, act- actors. Sorry, mm-hmm. in a lot of them. I think the good directors, and and we're going to talk about a lot of. Other noirs, I know Kyle and I watch. I don't know if Maddie caught any. Others. I've watched a few neo noirs. Cool. So, but you 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 could tell that a lot of those people were trying to watch, like they were watching other directors' movies and taking notes mm-hmm. on who who was who was a good bit player that was going to make their movie that much better. Yeah, I guess it's another movie that we'll talk about. I guess. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, we, we yeah, yeah. We, we've got one more in the series, yeah. but uh, tonight I guess we'll we'll start with what we've been watching. This I feel like. Why am I? How have I turned into yeah, Kyle? Yeah, this is kind of weird. I feel very professional. I'm, I'm just letting you run it. Just yeah. go with it, man. It's too much work. <laughs> it's a lot I already work, feel right? the burden yeah. of this. Yeah, I'm. I'm, fl- I'm a little <laughs> flustered today. <laughs> Heavy as uh, I, I haven't even opened my beer up. Like this is terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah. Let, let's jump into what we've been watching. Uh, who wants to start it off? I watched Brick. I haven't seen this movie in probably about 15 oh, yeah, years. Yeah, I, uh, I guess Rain Johnson, like, it's one of his first yeah. uh, films. This movie is 
awesome. It's pretty much a, uh, a noir, but set in a high school where like all the kids are kind of like doing all like the uh, he's hanging out with the drama cats and whatnot. And uh, yeah, they're all speaking like yeah. it's a nineteen forties. I think pulp the novel. dialogue in this is better than any noir I've seen from the nineteen forties. Just that dialogue alone, <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly what I. I know it's like parodying it, yeah. but like it works like so. Uh, he, you can slick. tell it's the same way that his. Um, I haven't seen Glass Onion yet, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Knives Out works because he loves these things, and he's such a a scholar about. Them. Yeah, like I felt it was so uh, like a gun rapid gunfire back and forth, like better than I've seen in most of these flicks. Like yeah. it's it was so slick. I I don't uh, know if I agree with that. Oh there's, no, there's some I, great dialogue in some. Of those I don't movies, know, man. There like, was, there wasn't a moment where I wasn't at the edge of my seat and just like just. It's I I love so this quotable. Movie. Like, yeah, so quotable. Uh, I haven't seen it in in quite a. Mm-hmm. Quite a few years now. I, I should rewatch that one because I've kind of, I watched Brothers Bloom maybe a year or two uh, two ago, and mm-hmm. uh, and Looper I rewatched, and mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking about rewatching <laughs> the, Knives Out before I was the, the new, new Jedi or whatever. It is that he the did. last Jedi. I, yeah. I watched the last yeah. Jedi twice. Uh, oh wow. wow! Yeah, that that's my favorite of the, of that series. By I don't even know if mm. I've seen. It. Well, maybe I've seen it twice. I think I might have rewatched it when the, yeah. the third one came out. I think I I. I yeah, when we were doing our year end, and I was like, "Am I gonna watch this?" And I, I think I watched the Last Jedi. And I was like, "This is cool. I like this." But everyone said, and I think like, I didn't watch the other one because everyone said it was terrible. And then I watched it, and yeah, I agreed with most of them. But um, yeah, like I, I feel like he's just an interesting yeah. character, and this is the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It, Although it, it does sound like his Knives Out sequel, maybe not not so good, but I guess we'll see. see oh, really? Goes. Yeah, it's not getting. I've got most of the people I've read really like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I I'm excited to to to, to see it again and I, I feel like that's a guy that's gonna only do it if he's mm-hmm. got well, more ideas. Knives out might be a money grab. Who who knows, right? Like You know you know but like at this point he did Star Wars, yeah. he's got all the like I'm sure it, it it's helpful that he gets huge budgets yeah. where no one can get huge budgets for mm-hmm. semi original. I, I still have no fucking clue what Netflix was thinking with that deal though. <laughs> Like it's I think a lot did, of did money. they pay like five hundred million? Like it was insane. Like what, what was I think the it was deal? Hundred million. hundred million. Yeah, I thought it was even more than that. Oh, like, for nights out too. For the two nights. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe it's a hundred million each. It was like this insane deal that I'm like, like nights out. Don't get me wrong. It was critically and a success, but it was a, a success because it wasn't a huge budget. And it did pretty good. Like it's not like it did a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I think it did like two or three hundred million though. Yeah, but, which is still crazy because it. Yeah, you know. A murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an Agatha Christie yeah, murder mystery. in 2019. So they paid $450 wow. million. Dollars. Again, that's not for making the films. That's just for the rights. So and they, they paid 450 And then to make the films, I'm sure they paid uh, Daniel Craig a shitload. All these movies are star-studded. And do they get the rights for the first one now, too, probably? I don't think so. Oh wow! <laughs> a bit of an oversight. <laughs> I think yeah. I think it's just. The, I, I think yeah, it's I on know. streaming. I think it's on Netflix yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I just was like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a crazy amount of money, but I get like that. That's one of the biggest hits from a new mm-hmm. piece of like something that isn't Star Wars yeah. or Marvel, Marvel yeah. in a long time. Yeah, I don't know though. Like they're they're gonna have to make a billion dollars off that to make any money. It already has like a the highest. Well, they're they're only doing a week in theaters, mm-hmm. and they're only going limited. I mean, this is probably why Netflix is the way they are, <laughs> where, yeah. where they're not. You know, they're maybe changing the way they're doing things. Maybe not making the best decisions. Mm-hmm. Even Disney, I guess. It, fuck, I thought Disney Plus. They have so many fucking subscribers. Well, but. you you now look at the. They've supposedly made it look like they've lost money. 
instead of actually lost money on Disney Plus as part of that coup. Well, I, I think the thing is to I don't know. I I think the problem is with all these streaming services, you hit your plateau, right? There is like once you've once you've got those numbers, you know now know what you're going to do every year, and that's not a good enough. Like studios have to make more every year. Well, if you're, if you're staying capitalism. the same, yeah, you have to make more. Yeah. You always have to make yeah, more. Listen. That's why there's less and less companies because then they can just make more and more and more. So what are you, you going to get, Brick? I think with eight eight uh what do pistols and uh, eight block envelopes, eight vanilla eight, envelopes, eight, eight gumshoes. Yeah, there you go. And sorry, you're right. The Knives, Knives Out sequel does have good reviews. So I guess it was just the review I read on the one site that mm. tore it apart. So yeah, I guess, I, I'm excited. I'm to not reading. I'm not reading. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Never. I don't read reviews. Like I, I sometimes will read like where they have the one. Yeah. Sentence summary kind of thing, but uh, that one is also like knives out is in. <laughs> Read so, all about it. <laughs> something came came up and it was like spoiler like yeah. s- section, and I went, uh-huh. "What the fuck? Why am I getting a spoiler section yeah, already?" I, yeah. I hate that that shit comes up. Like even uh, yeah, even stuff like end credits, like Marvel phones, whatever. It's like the next day. Yeah. It's just like a story on Facebook. Like, what does this mean? And it's like, what the fuck, yeah, man? You're killing like, me. Or even like memes of like a uh, shit like yeah, that. Kind of yeah. like, come on. It's like these days you gotta, and in the digital age, you gotta watch something. Yeah, like that, for that, once once it's out on like the twenty third or whatever yeah, date, I'm it gonna is. try to watch it sooner than later. Um, but yeah, I was kind of bummed because I I like I really like the experience of going to see that in the theater, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll yeah. do that, um, mm. and it'll probably play up until the twenty third. Well, they're doing this short run. It had the highest like per cinema gross of anything last week. Well, it's so ridiculous. There's nothing out. <laughs> yeah, like until mm. Avatar two comes out. There's been the, nothing else. The Fableman, I think, is coming out this week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's like that would that's not that, going to be yeah. huge numbers. Yeah, and they're right? already worried about that one. Can well, I, again, that, it's Spielberg. He's he, his movies yeah. are all critically acclaimed, but yeah. audiences like the younger audiences don't give a fuck about Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Like they don't. Have yeah, that. West Side Story kind of lost its shirt the last time. Yeah, so. and that was supposed to be you know it was pretty well. Yeah, right, reviewed. Like, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, yeah it's. It's it's funny because if you go back like twenty years, it would have all been movies like The Fableman or mm. whatever that were yeah. bringing everybody in because that was just what unfortunately we it's like comic book films and that's it. <laughs> it's, it's Star Wars and horror, and horror films. <laughs> yeah. It's all your guys' fault. This is yeah, yeah, what you were yeah, clamoring exactly, for exactly. for years, and well, and yeah. we really uh, really shit the bed on this one. I I, I regret. <laughs> you reap what you yeah. what you sow. Uh, what, what did you watch, Adam? Uh, so I watched uh, a movie that. I, th- I believe you gave me, um, okay. or, or or now I'm getting confused. I know I know there's a uh, Christmas gift. Yeah, what is it? Uh, Alias Nick Beale. I did. Yeah, you did. Right. Okay, I'm not wrong here. Uh, so Alias Nick Beale from 1949. This is a noir directed by John Farrow, um, who also did The Big Clock, I, I, I believe, which I really liked. Uh, it stars uh, our, our main man on this show, this, this Ray Milland. Um, Audrey Totter is in, in there as well. And Thomas Mitchell from It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, who's, awesome. Yeah. Who's the uncle on there. And he, So basically, he's, a, he's running for governor or, or some sort of... He's a district attorney. He's going up to the ladder. And there's uh, kind of a gangster that's got one over on him. And he he doesn't know what to do, but he's he's always done the right thing. And then you've got this Nick Beale character that just kind of shows up magically, and he can fix all his problems. But you know what? It, he's going to kind of bend the moral line. And at first, the bending of the line isn't too much, and he's okay mm-hmm. with that. But then he starts bending it a little bit more and a little bit more. And you realize that 
uh, they're not too subtle about this. This isn't a big spoiler because they kind of, he's a myth, mythical creature. He's like the devil and he's always yeah. been there and he's wanting uh, Thomas Mitchell's soul. Um, and uh, this, the, he basically it's a game to see if he can corrupt this uncorruptible person. Um, and and I'm, I, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Like I think Ray Milland is, is fantastic in it. Um, and, and the, yeah, and the way isn't his stuff always like in the f- like foggy, some foggy. Um, yeah, he comes out of the sea- fog at the seaport yeah. all the time, the seaport bar, which is a great uh, scenario. Some of the stuff w- where this probably doesn't go to all time classic for me is just the moralizing of it. Um, without giving anything away, I hated the ending of this movie. Uh-huh. Um, and and I can't really talk about it, but but that's I, it was I could I guessed what probably the movie was gonna do because it was it's getting a little preachy, yeah. You, you know, there's the devil and there's the other side, uh, yeah. <laughs> and and the other side stuff just started slowly irritating me like a bit, just like <laughs> clawing at me like. Come on, this is like this yeah, movie. I get it. This movie's like all the stuff that Ray Milan is involved in. It's really interesting and twisty and complex, and and it, you know, I'm I'm into that. The other side is just so boring and flat. <laughs> yeah. And why would you ever care about that? And then the way that they wrap it up, which I normally don't try to ever like think of endings, but that one just popped up. I was like, I bet they're gonna do this sort of thing mm-hmm. and it's going to drive me crazy and they did and they did and it drove me crazy i, I still really really like the movie uh, uh overall like i i, I understand like i know why kyle it was a big recommend was on your discoveries list yeah I, I i remember i don't i don't remember the ending but i do remember really enjoying that movie the setup's incredible. I, I just say, yeah, I love, I love uh, just the idea and, uh, you know, the devil. <laughs> I love the movies like this where it's like not a horror film. It's just, you know, it's a, a noir or whatever that just happens to have a devil in it to that try to corrupt slick, uh, yeah. I'm going to give know. it 7.5 gumshoes. Oh, I got eh? Oh, right yeah. on. It's really great. Like, it, um, I, I'll, I'll go back to this. I, I, I think that stuff may bother me less because I listen. I'll just accept that it's going to come and yeah. and, uh, and and get a little bit uh, <laughs> just resign yourself to it, man. <laughs> evangelical for a second. Uh, so I, I watched uh, a Patrick Swayze classic, Roadhouse. Nice, one of the classic noirs. <laughs> In four K? <laughs> no, I uh, it actually just came on four K. Oh. No, I actually watched Roadhouse, but from nineteen forty eight. Unfortunately, this is uh, song you know without mullets and and Swayze no, he, kicking people and ripping he's out. He's not doing tai chi uh, and shit like that. Doesn't he rip out someone's yeah, throat lyrics. or something? Uh, no, this is a nineteen forty eight noir starring uh, is it Ida Lupino? Ida Lupino, yeah. Uh, Colonel Wild, Celeste Holm, and Richard Widmark. Uh, Richard Widmark is a guy you know. He's awesome. We we've talked about him last year on our uh, night in the city episode, but he's in you know the the classic villain in Kiss of Death where he throws a woman and then he's we got have that down crazy the crazy laugh. He's always yeah he's always playing a great villain. Um, uh, Ida Lupino I'd never seen before. I, I think she did a bunch of stuff too. So or? she's also she's a Maddie and I watched The Hitchhiker, which she directed. Okay. Oh wow! Cool. Um, so, I thought I heard her name yeah because Kino mm-hmm. put out a box set of her films. Yeah, so those are all the films she directed. I think she's in a couple okay. of them in that box set. I've got that box set. Yeah. I, 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 I've been we were checking out. Yeah. She's just a really interesting. She kind of stood out to me because she doesn't have that classic kind of 
you know, that look that you, you expect that, you know, the, the uh, Rita Hayworth look, whatever. Yeah. She's got her own unique. But in, in this film especially, like, she just plays kind of, she's kind of got that raspy kind of, like, cigarette voice. And this one, she's a singer, but she's kind of like a tomboy. Like, she's kind of like the cool chick that you just want to hang out with. Interesting. So you could kind of understand, like, you know why the her appeal yeah exactly uh, not that i'm again i'm not saying she's ugly she's not she's she's an attractive woman but she doesn't have that look that she's same not, look she's not seen a, a lot uh, of like other 1940s starlet yeah. yeah exactly yeah. but you know i i she really stood out to me i really enjoyed her in this one but uh yeah so what it is is um uh cornell runs his local roadhouse uh widmark is his buddy um who's the owner of the club and then lupino uh comes uh and gets a job at the club she's a singer um, uh, Widmark has a thing for her, uh, and, uh, but she has a thing for Cornell and he kind of pushes her off like right away. He takes her, drops her off at the train station and he's like, you know, we don't, we don't need, you know, like I guess they're paying her a lot of money and he thinks she's going to be trouble. And he knows also that Widmark, uh, tends to... He has a soft get, spot. No, tends to get in relationship with women, and then it ends poorly, and then he, he has to take care of it and deal yeah. with the aftermath. So he's just like, drops off right now. Take your money, and then you don't you want to deal with this. But she's not going to have any of that because she's a tough ass chick, and she comes back. But uh, of course, a, a romance brews between them. Uh, but then it it kind of does this turn, and I don't want to spoil too much. But um, yeah, like there's kind of like this three way three way romance. Uh, but it almost becomes you know the ending is like this cool kind of stalker thriller chase through the this foggy lakeside and like. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, I just—it's a fun way to waste an hour and a half. You get a good bar fight in there, which is pretty awesome. Where he's taking uh, Cornell has to take out this huge drunken asshole that's trying to like, you and what, know. What do you think of him in in this? He, I, yeah, I like him. He's fine. Like, it's, that's he's, what, he's fine. That's what he always is. I find yeah. in, in the stuff I'm watching. Like, he's not a bad actor, but I also just like. I think compared I to Winmark and, and Lapino, like they stood out to me. Him maybe less so, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a likable cast. I just had fun with this. But again, there's something that holds it from being like... Next level. Yeah, like, some. I'm only going to go maybe six and a half, maybe seven. Like, it, it could be a seven. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it's just kind of like a fun way to waste an hour and a half, but there's not really too much to it. It does, you know, there's some stuff like in a courtroom, and I, I find that in a lot of these noirs, I just hate when they end up in a courtroom for 10 minutes, because <laughs> they're not... I don't want to see that stuff. Well, the, the courtroom drama stuff is good when it's a, like, from this yeah. period, when it's supposed to be a courtroom yeah, drama. Yeah, when it, that's the main like thing. Like, Witness find, for the Prosecution or mm-hmm. Anatomy of mur- Murder, they're Tw- awesome. 12, ang- yeah. 12 Angry Men, I guess? 12 Angry Men would be a, a yeah, uh, I've the version of it. One, but, uh, they're not really in the court, they're in the... Oh, okay. Jury's box, or yeah. it is. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, still worth a watch. I, I know this one uh, seems to be pretty well regarded, and I can kind of see why. Again, it is just kind of like a fun mm-hmm. bar. I, I wish it just focused on the bar. bar. I wish it was just Roadhouse <laughs> in the 40s, where it's this guy just, you know, the romance between the three, and maybe he takes out a drunken asshole here and in there. In all fairness, I wish every <laughs> movie was Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. what it actually made me want to watch <laughs> yeah, the Roadhouse. Version. What else do you watch, Manny? Uh, have you guys seen Andor? the new Star Wars series no, from I Disney. No. It is the best thing like the Star Wars uh, cinema has done in ages. It is like Game of Thrones but set in like a, or I guess not even the Game of Thrones, it was like the wire set in like oh, Star Wars I, thing. I, I've heard really, really great things about awesome. this. Yeah, the guy at my work is saying the same thing, the best thing they've done a long yeah, time. He's saying I'll love it. I just, 
again, it, it, it's an investment. It's ten, it's ten episodes or something like that. But like, yeah, this, you fall in love with this fella. He looks like a young Paul McCartney, and I'm not gay. But like, is this Diego? This guy, uh, yeah, he was in that Rogue One. The same fella, right? And yeah, from you to Mambiem or, or what? Anyways, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He is charming as hell, man. Like I'm watching this, like my heart is fluttering. I'm like, this mm. fella, he's got that accent, and he is like a, a, a lovable rogue, like Han Solo is in the originals. But you just fall in love with this fella, and he's. It's about this uh, town that likes a bunch of like uh, workers, a blue collar town, and the Empire comes in and like is trying to take over, and like, mm. no, we're fighting this motherfucker. And it has a uh, Bill Sarsgaard, the the eldest of the Sarsgaards, like the um. Bill? Bill from from like the Northmen and and no uh, his uh, dad Stellan yeah St- Stellan Stellan from Dune uh, yeah he's also in the Nymphomaniac uh, that, that yeah guy. yeah Goodwill Hunting yeah. yes 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 yeah, yes yeah. he is chewing up scenery because he's starting the uh, the fight he's starting the uh, Rebel Alliance and he is just chewing scenery constantly like what sacrifice I make my mind is a dark soulless place where I have to sacrifice yeah, everything yeah. I don't love I don't laugh I don't like, he just kind of like goes in like these great fucking do you have to see anything. Uh, I, do I have to catch no. up with all the I, other no, bullshit? No, I, I think you just like watch. Like, oh yeah, I understand what's going on. Like the empire's taking over the uh, the world. And, like because this is like free. Like this is around Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, you and even Rogue One. I don't even know if you need to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a start, right? You yeah. know, you, there's some nice Easter eggs. Like, oh, that's who that person yeah, becomes. Yeah. But yeah, it is awesome, man. You guys, coolest thing Star Wars has done. It has nothing to do with the Force or any shit like that. It's just like a, a tale setting a wor- this world city. building stuff. You got it. So I get. I'm giving it eight. 8.5 wow. maybe? Like, yeah. I, I really, really dug it. How would you say it ranks compared to Golden Girls? Uh, I don't know, man. I haven't seen Golden Girls. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the you, arc you, of you, Golden Girls yeah. is just too daunting. That, that's you, my you favorite Disney Plus show. It's hard, it's hard to watch <laughs> anything building. else when Golden Girls is right there. Is it on Disney Plus? Oh, yeah. I have never there's seen... Some, just saying there's, there's two Christmas episodes for when we get into our Christmas uh, uh, okay. episodes I've, next month. I've never seen Golden <laughs> Girls. I feel like I should watch uh, you, it. You should watch it. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to get on that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a couple yeah, episodes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, we'll all do that. Uh, so I watched another noir from 1955. This is uh, Joseph H. Lewis's The Big Combo. Have, have either of you guys seen this? No. I have this. It's about a fast food joint? So he... Uh, yeah. He, I guess he was kind of like a uh, Joseph H. Lewis was kind of a an interesting character um, as a director and just as a person and 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 how he kind of worked his way up. But but anyways, this is basically about a police detective, Cornell Wilde, uh, who's trying to track down and, and stop this gangster who's like taking over um, this this town basically, and he becomes obsessed with the gangsters. Uh, girlfriend, who's played by Gene Walsh, who that's his first mistake in yeah. all these films. All the, yeah. <laughs> you get involved with that attractive lady, hey man, it's not gonna end well. The femme fatale, and and the the lead is played by uh, Richard Conti, who I'm gonna talk about uh, a bunch. I think over the next, I think I'm maybe a couple episodes, a few episodes. He is awesome. He's he's like this unsung hero for that I didn't know shit about. I watched Whirlpool. Last year for our noir, that's he, another one I have. He, yeah, didn't, that was okay. Uh, like I, I wasn't a huge fan of that one. It's like Laura Redux. It's it's Gene Tierney. They're just trying to make Laura again. Yeah, Otto Preminger's directing, and it's not as good as Laura. It's just like a, a lesser yeah. version. He's so excellent in this, and then his right hand man is Brian Dunleavy, who he's just so good at playing like 
assholes and dopes and mean guy. He's from the Quartermass. He is Quartermass in the Quartermass trilogy, and he, uh, he's he's in a he's in a bunch of movies, Kiss of Death, uh, some Preston Surges stuff. He's a great presence, uh, and it just kind of unfolds, and it's kind of dark and like. Conte's actually is like sadistic. Like he is like a, a really troubled man that keeps getting away with anything just because he's got the power to. And I, I kind of feel like Cornell Wilde works in this because he's kind of a pushover. You can tell he's a pushover mm. and now he's getting pushed over. And then it's got some really great noir expressionistic sign of set, uh, kind of, uh, set pieces that lead into these great sequences uh, it opens amazing. The sequence that opens up the movie where the girlfriend's trying to escape is is Dope. unbelievable. It's really good. I I I really recommend this one. I I was between eight and eight point five. I think wow. I'm gonna give it an eight. Yeah, yeah. This the, is yeah, the big it. combo. This is one of my uh, I, gems that you saw. We're, we're gonna talk about it, but I I saw a lot that yeah weren't <laughs> gems, but yeah. I, I I mean same thing. I I, I I had some yeah some decent ones. I'll talk about I think next episode. But I did watch. I didn't find as many gems this time around in this batch. Most but. of them were fine. Like I did. Yeah, there's, there's not too many that are bad. I just, uh, you know, I was looking for that like wowzer that's going to make mm. my top ten recommendations, and maybe I did. Maybe on next I, episode. Yeah, but. I think I got one. This mm. one and another one, but everything else was just like, oh, I'm, I, I'm. Yeah, they're fine. They're I'm good. I'm glad like, I watched enjoyed this. it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't feel like I wasted my time or money. Maybe we'll but. talk about one that maybe you feel like you wasted your time. Yeah, that one. Okay. Uh, so I watched, uh, sorry, this is not a noir, but it is a thriller, and what it, it was kind of, so I watched the the one night I watched, uh, I just talked about the Widmark in uh, Roadhouse, and I followed it up, I did a Widmark double feature. Oh. 1977, uh, a thriller called Roller Coaster, have you guys heard of this? No. Kind of a disaster, it's kind of like, for some reason these films are kind of considered disaster films, but it's mm-hmm. it's about a guy that is uh Who directed bombing. this one? I don't know who directed, but it's got a great cast. It's got George Siegel, who recently yeah, passed yeah. away, unfortunately. Uh, Henry Fonda, Timothy Bottoms, and wow. uh, Richard Widmark. So it opens up with this mysterious young man is setting a bomb on the tracks for a roller coaster. Uh, and it's like this great tension. Like, you know he's going to set off. He's got the button ready to press it. But they keep on, like, teasing. Oh, and it's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. So this is great, just, like, just tension-soaked opening uh, when it's going to go off. It does go off, and it's this, like, great fucking bloody, violent destruction piece. Uh, very cool. This uh, version, I think, I don't know if the, because the, this is the uh, UK disc, I think it has a little bit more blood than was in the Shelf Factory. They, mm. they found the couple. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised, like, you see, like, the aftermath, and it, it, it's just scary. But, uh, and then, so Siegel was a safety inspector, and he's called in to investigate, uh, you know, what what happened, and he ends up, wrapped in this kind of cat and mouse game with uh, the, this killer. And it's kind of cool because you don't know much about the killer. We're not getting his whole backstory. It's just this guy is doing this, you know, possibly for money, possibly because he's fucking crazy. But yeah, and then there's another accident in another park. And now, you know, they have to stop him. They have to give him the million dollars or else he's going to go, um, you know, blow up another one. But uh, Widmark plays the FBI agent on the case. But yeah, I I am I really dug this one. I, oh, and who's that band? Um, 
Fuck, who's that band that we watched a documentary about that like no one knew about? Oh, yes, this is why I know about this um, one. Uh, yeah. it, it's um, Sparks Brothers. Sparks Brothers. Uh, yeah, so they, yeah. they, they have like Sparks. a whole musical number in the oh, Okay, finale. yeah, that actually why I was like, why do yeah. I know yeah. about like this fucking thing. movie? Um, so, so and it bombed because cool yeah. they all thought it was going to be a big break for yeah. them in the documentary and the movie yeah. bombed. Yeah, yeah which is unfortunate. Like, I, yeah. I really dug this. I thought there's some great stuff, some great tension. Uh, yeah, I, did, I just thought it was very cool. I'm going to give it uh, seven and a half. And that's just of, not uh, your mad about you fandom taking no, over, right? Because no, no, Helen Hunt's in this. And <laughs> yeah, 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 Helen Hunt's the, the child in it, yeah. And, oh, wow. and, and like, he... You, I know you're more of a riser like, guy. <laughs> I do really like uh, George uh, Siegel, and I haven't seen him in too much Hot stuff Rock. as he's younger. What is it? The hot, ro- the hot the, rock. Yeah, he's yeah. in hot rock. Which I th- again, I might have. Did I watch that before I watched Goldberg's? I don't know, but I don't remember knowing. Maybe I didn't even recognize it was him. But yeah, uh, he's great in that. Yeah, and he and he's fun in this too. Um, yeah, everyone's kind of having fun in this. Like Widmark's kind of like the, you know, take better than just shit. shoot me. <laughs> that's a poll, baby. It's another George Siegel. Yeah, that's a poll. Okay. Oh no, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, anyways, yeah, recommendation for me. Uh, glad I. I did this? Mm-hmm. We, that that could be like an episode one day because there's a bunch of these. I've like I think one or two that are also like Superdome and one other one where I, I think it's two minute warning where there's someone at a football game with a sniper rifle oh, cool. and they have to, you know, they're gonna sh- kill some people unless they get the money or Wait, something. Wait, isn't that Last Boy Scout? Am I wrong in this? Well, that's the finale. Yeah, right. like there, there was a bunch of these yeah. in the set. Again, this was like during the disaster, and yeah. for some reason these somehow end up. In, in that kind of file. disaster subgenre, even though it's, I guess, mm-hmm. humans doing it. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it is, you know, disasters happening, mm. but it's humans doing it. But anyway, what else did you guys watch? I finished uh, Kevin Can Go F Himself. I guess oh, it's yeah. just. Uh, did you watch the second season? No, no, just the first season okay. I, I watched. It's such a weird show where it's, uh, I don't, we've talked about this earlier, where it's like half sitcom, half like AMC crime drama. Yeah. I couldn't get over the whiplash factor of it all, but like it yeah. was so weird because like it's done so well because like when the camera sitcom cameras oh, come yeah. on, it's like, okay, we're in a sitcom. Nothing bad's going to happen. So you never, it never clicked for you. Yeah, it didn't quite happen. Yeah. Like, so I eventually just kind of clicked because yeah. there is a beat, like there's a rhythm to when they're mm-hmm. doing it. I think it's like, I, I there's another friend that wasn't able to I really get past. I kind of wish they went just the uh, drama, but I guess it wouldn't be memorable if it was just the uh, no, crime drama. And I think it 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 really starts to play on it in the yeah. second season um, mm. as the stakes uh, get higher. Get higher. It was a great ending for the season. You're like, oh, this is getting real. They pull more and more people yeah. out of the sitcom mm-hmm. as it goes along. That's the thing. You, I. Uh, that's part of the rhythm now that I'm thinking yeah. about. It. Like, you start noticing that, but the second season, they really start Get, getting there, pulling people out of it, and you go, Oh, okay. So, at first, everyone's a comic character, every mm-hmm. single one, including the, the wife that yeah. it clicks in, and she's part of the crime, crime drama. And then it brings somebody else out, mm-hmm. and then somebody else out. And and it, I think it plays with the perception that we have of other people. Everyone is doing a fantastic job in their roles too. Both like, when they turn, it's so good. Like I get chills thinking of a moment in the second season where you get a big reveal with one of the main characters from the sitcom becoming. Oh, and it's it's like I think it's brilliant how they did that. I I think I I when we talked about it on the show, maybe it was the last show or two mm-hmm. two episodes ago. Um, I was like, yeah, this is great, and that moment was mm-hmm. kind of gave me chills. And now I, th- it's, it's like worth all of the time investment because <laughs> you'll never see anything like that. All right, man. So 
I got to keep it. Right now, I would give it like seven uh, gumshoes. Yeah, like I think I gave 7.5 the first season for the same reason. And I probably would, I bet the whole show is still close to Mm 7.5 because it is an experiment, but I would, I'm leaning eight on the new. That being said, I kind of dig the sitcom is kind of funny. Like I'm watching this, I'm, like, I'm kind of digging like some of the jokes that the dad makes. Like oh, that's actually kind of clever. Like if, if it was if Jerry Stiller was only alive. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, cool. Yeah. So what else did you watch, baby? I watched uh, from 1948 something that uh, also was watched by Kyle, and 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 he loved. <laughs> uh, this is I wouldn't be in your shoes. Um, so. This is this was put out on Kino, right? That, is that yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kino, who's kind of the king of noir. I think mm-hmm. half my collection of noirs, at least, is, is Kino. They've put out like sixty. No, they put out more than sixty. Yeah, I think they're on their fourteenth or fifteenth box set. They each have three films, and I think they said there's still more coming. And I don't even have most of those, and yeah. they still put out like probably sixty singles. Outside. And it's the transfers are always pr- really yeah, good, solid. Yeah. Um, like I watched, uh, I think it was Fox or somebody that's that I'll talk about later in this episode, and their transfer was shit compared mm-hmm. to what. Kino's I think it done. does depend, though. Like some of these films, I think it depends the film. Some prints are well, yeah. You know, there's nothing to work with. Yeah. Um, yeah. But basically, this is like a wrong man uh, situation. Yeah, I, I wrote it's uh, a vaudeville dancer, uh, Tom Quint, played by Tom Quint. He throws it. There's like cats like fighting in the outside his window, and he gets pissed and throws his shoe yeah. outside at the cat to get them to stop. And then his wife's like, "Oh, or, yeah, it's his wife, right? Yeah. Oh, yo, well, that's your only pair of shoes. You better go get those." And he's like, oh, "I'll get it in the morning." And then like you know, they wake up in the shoes. Someone has found them, put them there. Uh, he he comes upon some of first missing the shoes, and then then he oh sees, yeah, yeah he goes out to get them, but they're not there. But then the next morning they're there. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, he comes upon, he finds like a, a bag of cash and all this relates to someone that's been murdered and his shoe prints are found at the murder scene. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of a goofy, could be fun. Is it played for laughs? No. The problem uh, is like, it, I, I hate, like, it's uh, very low budget. Yeah. And like, I just found like the characters all sucked other than I kind of, there's a cop that yeah. come, he's kind of fun, a detective that has a thing for the wife. And uh, you he's, know he's, he's a, kind of fun, and he's a bigger character. And he's actor. trying to help. He's trying to help her uh, solve the murder. Because yeah, so he gets the the the, this, the husband gets blamed for the murder. He gets sentenced uh, to, to whatever life, or is he going to get the chair or something? He's getting, he's the, getting chair. the chair. Uh, and then so the wife and the detective team up, and they're going to try to prove his innocence. Um, yeah, I just it's just fucking. St- I thought it was kind of stupid. Like I didn't care about the characters, and I, I like, not a lot happens. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, like for me, I, I the setup is. I was like, this is terrible, and the leads are <laughs> are really bad, and yeah. and and. But halfway through, it started really kind of piquing my interest, and and, and mm. I kind of understand why this is a little bit of a cult classic in a way because of the the relationship between the detective and the wife, at least. Uh, and the detective's the the best actor out of the bunch by a yeah, million like, miles. Yeah, I, I liked him. I just, um, you know. But I like what they do with him, like with this. this. Yeah, it is an toxic- interesting. We haven't really seen that. At least I haven't seen that kind of take on, uh, on a lot of films. Yeah, and, and especially in the 1940s. I, I don't want to give it away. Like bed the wife. Well, and, uh, that, that they give away right away, but yeah. there's more undercurrents of yeah. who he was and how he's involved. And I, I like where that led. I still, like, I went from like, 
holy fuck, this is like poverty yeah. road, yeah. total <laughs> trash. Like, mm-hmm. um, to I, I'm between a five, uh, five point five and a six. I think I'm gonna lean six. Just I'm gonna be I, generous. generous, generous. Yeah, th- this may be my least favorite noir I've seen. It's between this and uh, fuck. What's that other one that we watched that we both didn't really love? Uh, where the woman sees like the murder across the. Oh yeah, the, uh, the one with Bar- Barbara Stanwyck. I, I think I would still put this below that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would probably. And that put was kind of silly. Too. Witness I, to murder. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give this four and a half. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> I struggle with this. I'm just like, this is a waste of my fucking time. It wasn't even that long. I mean, sure that the, the ending is kind of like okay, that's kind of cool, but I didn't. Yeah, fuck it. I didn't care about it. <laughs> yeah, and like the way they even set it up at first. But there's there's a moment where like he's in prison and all the prison. People are like yeah. playing records. There's some. Yeah, some of that stuff is kind of fun. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was like dance around the Elvis Presley's jailhouse. Again, there's some stuff in there. That's why I'm not getting yeah. a, giving it a zero. Like, there's definitely yeah. some some stuff that I liked in it. But overall, like, yeah, I, I don't know how much how many it, I'm going to revisit this one. No, I, that's like I'm giving it a six. I'm keeping the door open. Uh, <laughs> I think if you if 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 you're new to the show, if I go under six, you're not watching it again. Someone's got to push me like these fucking idiots do all the time. <laughs> Blood, like, Blood like Fart like two. two. Um, That's coming next October, folks. You, you heard it here first. <laughs> so uh, occasionally that that's the only reason. Or or I have a friend like yourselves that are mm-hmm. that have a completely different opinion and maybe go, maybe I was just totally out to lunch and I'll, I'll do it again. But I've got to be pushed yeah. off a ledge. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it on my own accord. Uh, this one, I'm going to leave the door open. If yeah. uh, you want to go back, maybe revisit it. In, in 20, 25 years. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I only got one more to talk about, and you also watch this film, so Ooh. we'll do a double whammy here. Uh, I Walk Alone from 1947. Uh, this is a noir directed by Brian uh, Haskin, probably most famously to me for War of the Worlds. He did the original War of the Worlds. Uh, it stars Burt Lancaster, who is kind of like the king of noir, like the killers, brute force, uh, crisscross. Yeah. Then like sweet sort of wrong number, success. sweet success, the train. Uh, Elizabeth Scott, um, who did a bunch herself, like Pitfall, Dark City. Uh, Wendell Corey's in there. And then Kirk Douglas, who, again, I've been noticing is in a lot of these films, and he's usually the slime ball in a lot of these films. Uh, probably because he films. was a slime ball. Oh, was he? Okay. Oh, yeah, he's a rapist. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah, he raped Natalie Wood when she was 14 oh. or something. Oh, wow. So not only is he a rapist, he's a... Uh, that's, uh, that's disappointing. Yeah, yeah not, um, not, not a good guy. Like yeah. that, That's almost why, like, I didn't know this either until a few years ago, and I guess uh, it's become very public in the last few mm-hmm. years and, like, corroborated by sister who was in the car waiting outside the Chateau Marmont when she disappeared for two hours. Uh-huh. All these kind of things, but... Uh, um, but Bert, uh, sorry, uh, Bert Lancaster and 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 uh, is Natalie Kurt Wood the one that died on the ship? Or yeah, that, uh, so Natalie Wood's got a fucked up yeah. life, and then she's the kid in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, yeah. right? going back to Christmas. So she does Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, does a few other things. Kurt Douglas says, "Hey, I'm gonna help your career," and it, it, like the the account of it, I, I had to just stop. Yeah, uh, and and he actually jokes about it in in other things where where you kind of like. Oh, he's talking about this oh, fucking moment. No. Um, but in his later life, everyone just thinks of him as this philanthropist, this huge like yeah. supporter of the down and out man and all this kind of stuff. And I think he started to try to rewrite his his Ra- legacy. Um, but yeah, oh, I, like does it does it there's other stories about Kurt Douglas that aren't 
great hmm. either. But I, I was kind of, he's great as a villain. Oh, he's great, yeah. There, there's another film I'm going to talk about next episode that uh, he was quite good in as well. Um, One of my favorite villain roles, uh, Out of the Past, it, it, uh, maybe talking about it next oh, week. <laughs> fuck, I wanted to pick that for next year. Damn it. Uh, well, I can still oh, we watch can again watch next year. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good about it. Some of these I think I did watch last yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, the story of this one, you got Frankie Madison played by Lancaster. He returns after spending 14 years in prison. Uh, you you learn that uh, he was running a bootlegger bootlegging outfit with... Uh, uh, Dink Turner, that's uh, Kurt Douglas's name. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he has another name. I think Dink is his like it, nickname. Nickname yeah. that he, but yeah, he had calls him Dink the all the time, which is kind of like a, a good rub up. Like he, I almost feel like uh, Lancaster saying it too to be a, a bit of a yeah, he's a Dink. A dink. To, to, yeah. <laughs> well, that's where you came from. This is yeah. like he knows him from when he was just bootlegging, and yeah. now he's got this fancy club, and he's in all the papers, and he yeah. uh, doesn't want. Well, so Lancaster Lan- Lan- yeah, Lancaster. I guess they were gonna the, get caught by the police. So Lancaster said, "You know, you get out. I'll take the rap. When I get out, we take divide everything. We divide everything equally." And when he gets out, uh, Douglas has this nice nightclub, and he comes out like, "Oh, great! Now we get to you know co co run this." And he's like, "No, this is actually all mine. Uh, your 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 money went to this other club that uh, folded uh, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and this is all my doing." Uh, and Lancaster's not happy about that. And, um, yeah, like it kind of goes from there. I don't want to get too much into it, but you get like back alley beatings. There's some murders and people getting framed for it. Women are kind of thrown out there as like a bait. Um, some of the, the, the beatings in the, like yeah, are yeah. Brutal. pretty brutal in yeah. this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, how did you feel with this? I, I do. I enjoyed this. Yeah. This I, I thought this was quite, quite good as well. Like I don't. It, it it feels like it's missing a little Again, yeah, something. Yeah, it is still missing that thing that puts it in like the amazing category it, it for sets me. It up I really enjoyed I, it. I think it's some of the set pieces. Like Elizabeth Scott and Burt Lancaster have this dinner together, and I feel like if this was, I don't know, The Big Sleep or 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 some of these other movies, like mm-hmm. you'd have some more like punchy dialogue. Punchy dialogue. Yeah. That, that's I, that's actually I'm glad you brought that up because. To me, that's what I've been watching these, and like the ones that like even that I enjoy, like the Roadhouse. This I enjoyed. Actually, this would be a good double feature with the Roadhouse. Um, but they are missing that punchy dialogue. And then when I think about the ones I loved, and some again, I'm going to tell you next week. It's that the, that dialogue that mm-hmm. that keeps me yeah. coming back, and I feel like these are missing that. Like, like there's some of it. Burt Lancaster's got a few lines when, yeah. when him and he's sparring with uh, with. Douglas, Douglas. Yeah, it, it yeah. kind of works, and Wendell Corey's in it, and, and he's pretty great as this kind of like sniveling accountant sort of character that was his buddy, and now he's just like accountant buddy, his heel, <laughs> long uh, suffering. Well, yeah, I think he's yeah, he's kind of like under under Douglas's thumb, you yeah. know, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna give it seven. That's yeah, I wrote down seven as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven gumshoes. Yeah, there we Kyle go. and I with the same goddamn <laughs> score. Uh, put, both. Put that one in your. Uh, that, was it both films? No, 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 we were way off. I thought you one. gave him six, and, and he gave it four point five. Yeah, I, oh, I didn't okay. like the last one. Fair enough. All, but um, not that it, like I'm not. That's no. not going to be a big recommend. <laughs> I, I've been working on my noir list. Uh, yeah, you watched a lot. I'm sure you'll be talking about a lot next week. Right? Uh, yeah, next week as well. But I, uh, I, I just started going back and seeing some stuff. There's still a bunch of noirs where I'm like, I think I watched that, but I don't fucking remember anything, so I'm not. But I'm, I'm gonna have like 70 movies ranked on Letterbox by oh. the end. Oh, nice. And uh, this will be like still near 
the like 60 or 55. The bottom. Wow, wow. Uh, that, that excites me then. <laughs> there's a lot of great yeah. noirs. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a, what else did you watch? That was it for me that's this week. That's it for me. Shit. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I, I watched probably the standout that's not what we're going to talk about. First time watch, standout uh, uh, noir. From 1949, Robert Wise's The Setup. And this stars um, Robert Ryan, who I know from The Wild Bunch. I don't really know him that well. Audrey Totter, who was in Alias uh, Nick Beale again. And it's this guy, he's this boxer. He's an older boxer. He's probably our age, to be honest. But he's an older boxer. He's yeah. been doing the the rounds and, you know, to try to get his big shot. He feels like this is a big shot. But on the side, his trainer and his manager have put in, uh, you know, uh, like a side deal with this gangster dude so his fighter will win. And they're not going to tell... Um, uh, I guess his name is Stoker, Rob Ryan's character, Stoker. They're not going to even tell him. They just let him because they think catch. he's he, he's going to yeah. lose. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He's going to fucking go down, and then you get into the boxing match. And no, the the ring that's got to be a is, was it tense? The it's really really well done. Uh, boxing like in, in Raging Bull esque. I I I um so I ended up watching part of Scorsese's uh, audio commentary on this afterwards because mm-hmm. I was so impressed and I was like Scorsese and yeah he's yeah. really indebted to this picture. He saw it at a young age. It stuck with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know Raging Bull is Raging Bull. I yeah. don't know if anything's quite at that level. But it uh, Robert Ryan was a boxer and that's why he got oh, cast this. Um, and the direction's great. Robert Wise, who also did the uh, West Side Story and a bunch of other great movies, uh, is fantastic. And every you're you're feeling it like all the other boxers are going. It's a night of boxing, so they're all they just split up the two boxers in these two little rooms, and they're all talking about what they're going to do, and they all have the same hopes and dreams. All the stuff that you heard, and then fucking what happens with the match and afterwards is great. It's it's really efficient. Um, in, in in its storytelling, uh, I I I loved it. I'm gonna give eight point five oh, gumshoes. Oh, awesome! Um, I think Warner Archive put that one out on Blu-ray. Yes, I, yeah, I think I, I saw I've it. almost bought that so many times. I was thinking of Pulp Fiction. Did yeah. Pulp Fiction steal anything yeah. from this? Like, not, not to well, give anything away, but yeah, like I think that's, Tarantino, that's thinking, you yeah. can tell, was a fan yeah. of noirs. You, like, oh yeah, as for you watch these, sure. you just see a lot of stuff that he is. Kinda, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um, mm. Highly recommended. Uh, yeah, the is there a watch in this film? Is the question. Yeah. Possibly a watch. <laughs> I don't think there's any watch, but uh, everything else. And then, uh, so I, I'll, I'll talk about one more. Uh, see how they run. This is not a noir. This is a whodunit. And um, this is stars. Uh, oh fuck! I can't remember. Why can I only think of uh, dangerous uh, confessions of dangerous minds? <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Okay. Sam Rockwell and uh, Sorsha Ronan, uh, who basically play two cops. They're trying to find. Oh, this is a 2022, right? 2022 movie. So this is yeah. This kind of like went, came, and went. Yeah, and it's on Disney Plus now. Oh, okay, awesome! Nice. Uh, I think both of you will dig this. It's a yeah, lot of yeah, fun. I, I want to watch it before. Uh, it's fluff. Movie. It's total fluff. <laughs> I'm I have never been disappointed with yeah. Sam Rockwell movie. To be honest with you, he's maybe the worst part of oh, yeah. the movie. Uh, I feel like he, his character, he's trying to play this understated. Something's gone wrong. It never really fucking totally works for me. The murder mystery element, I had a lot of fun with. It's basically like a stage play where somebody dies there in the, the theater, play? played by Adrian Brody, who's just a fucking <laughs> dick. Like. <laughs> The 
biggest dick in the world. He's so awful. Um, and and like, anyways, uh, and pretty quickly, he's he's yeah. not in the picture. But um, and I think they give that away in the trailers. But it, it is uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Sorcerer, that's that's how you say your name, right? Sorcerer Ronan. I uh, don't ask me about how to pronounce names. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. That, something like that. Yeah. Uh, she's she's great in it. It's got a great cast. It kind of plays with like real people, like Richard Attenborough is oh. played by a younger actor and and how they set all that up. I, I had a lot of fun. Like it's it's not magic like Knives Out is magic. Yeah. But it's it's a good kind of yarn. Hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. I told a, a story about on, on Letterbox that it just reminded me uh, I was in at Mac, and I was in theater and film, and I had a theater uh, acting teacher who, this professor that really liked me, but didn't understand me. Like, I would do, like, a monologue, and then, like, what did that mean? Like, and the class would be, like, laughing and loving it, and she'd almost be like, well, I guess I have to, and I like this person as a person like he's you are a weird fucking dude i can imagine you as a student <laughs> well okay this is, this is a movie you are like the old timey like thespian actor who comes into the bar like and does like the shakespearean monologue as he walks into it we might talk about that <laughs> yeah. in a second but uh, uh yeah so so i anyways i i she's but she's always very like um encouraging until i i told her what i wanted to do for my final performance was uh, a murder mystery I wanted to have a class do a murder mystery, and she just looked at me like, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, that's... No, you're You're insane. crazy. Murder mysteries are not art. And yeah. I, I was... No, they're fun. I like murder mysteries. Yeah, I'm a sucker for a murder and she, mystery. Well, they, they became art, right? Like, live uh, action uh, murder mysteries. So you walk through houses as, like, uh, scenes unfold before your eyes. Well, for her, that would be, like, the lowest form of theater. Well, oh, I'm just going to throw out this in honor of your teacher... Next year, we should do a month of murder mysteries because there's that one that I really wanted you guys to watch. Yeah, well, uh, Last of Sheila. Yeah, and there's, I'm sure there's tons we I, could I, cover. I, I, I don't want to hold back. I, 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 was, that was, that, I just pulled that off my shelf to oh, watch okay, this okay. month. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, anyways, I'm going to give this one seven. seven uh, not gumshoes, seven detectives. I guess it could be gumshoes, too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's all gumshoes. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. And then, uh, yeah, I've got a couple noirs that I'll, I'll save for the next episode. Cool. Uh, well, with that, should we jump into... A Lonely Place? Yeah, here's... In a Lonely Place. We'll yeah. throw up the trailer for In a Lonely Place from 1950. Did you see Mr. Steele last night? Yes. As I came home, I saw him going to his apartment with a girl. That girl was murdered between 1 and 2 o'clock this morning. I had seen her before and a girl was killed and because of that I found what I was looking for first you have to have enough imagination to visualize the crime you're driving up the canyon you put your 
white arm around her neck. You get to a lonely place in the road, and you begin to squeeze. You're an ex-GI, you know judo, you know how to kill a person. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. Squeeze harder. You know Dix didn't do it. You saw him after the girl left. But Lochner has a different idea. He believes Dix could have done it. I left his office feeling as though he were trying to warn me. I came here because I wanted to say these things out loud and be laughed at. But you're not laughing. Let me in. So, are you taking to Las Vegas? No, no, I know. Are you I packing to go on a honeymoon? Yes, of course. Or are you packing to run away from me like you ran away from Mr. Baker? Dick. A potentially violent screenwriter is a murder suspect until his neighbor clears his name. However, as her love affair heightens, she's too soon. She, too, starts to have her doubts. Sorry, I couldn't talk there for a second. Uh, yes, we're talking about In a Lonely Place from 1950. Uh, you start thinking about Dick, she get all, like, uh, discombobulated. <laughs> <get all> excited. <laughs> uh, this is, I'm sure he's done other, but this is the, you know, Bar- Bogart maybe showing a different side. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, right from the beginning, you kind of, he's, he's a bit of a... Dickish character. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy's a complete prick. Like, he's a yeah. violent, temperamental jerk. Which, which uh, he is in a lot of his other mm. movies. They just, like, they won't go the other layer, like, to say that maybe he is actually a psychopath. Yeah. I think this one, it's, like, it's pretty early on, though, and the cops... Because at first, you're like, yeah, you know, but, like, you kind of understand he doesn't like these higher-ups being, like, mean to the the, the drunk, washed-up actor and stuff, and you kind of see where he's coming from. Uh, yes, he's, like, yeah. he has road rage right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, right. get out of the car. Yeah. yeah. But, he, yeah, I don't know. Like, that sort of didn't bother me. But then, like, when the police are going through his records early on, and you hear that, like... He's beating he his wife? <laughs> to his, his, yeah, his last girlfriend or whatever... And it's like, oh, like they're actually going there like this. And I was like waiting for like, oh no, that was like a miss yeah. you know, understanding. That's but it's like, no, no. <laughs> so it it is kind of weird to like, you know, we we're we have to follow this character that that it is like that. And I mean that that's kind of the story. Yeah, I guess the uh, plot which, snob, yeah, I guess you give the plot yeah, there's, of this. Yeah, there's not, we just talked about it, but there's not really too much it, to it. He hmm. he gets, there's there's a, the murder. Sorry, you go ahead. Yeah, so there, there's a murder at the beginning. He And I love those, those scenes where he asks his girl to come back to his like apartment. Like a Chetco girl. He has, he's so, dis, he has like so much uh, disdain for the entire system. He's like, he gets paid to write this uh, script of this book that's supposed to be really hip and happy. He's like, I'm not going to fucking read it. And well, you can girl, tell he doesn't yeah. care yeah, about yeah, it. And this girl who's like fangirling out is like, oh, I, I'm in Hollywood. Like, oh, I love this book. It's going to be a, an epic like what does that mean to you I don't know lots of plot twists and really long he's like come on back and you can tell me what happens in the book (laughs) I liked all that stuff I kind of found him fun in those scenes I don't know yeah I I think he consistently is is both sides you can understand why people are brought in by his charm and the dark side is is there and you can also see like uh, they, they talk about it. You haven't had a hit since before the war and what the war probably did to him too. Mm-hmm. Like that's the other always underlying subtext. Yeah, this, I guess that makes sense. Is, you know, the one, so what ends up happening is this girl that's with him is found murdered the next day. He is brought in because for them, he's the last person that saw her. 
Um, and he meets one of the cops, who's his old buddy from from the war. The war. They were in the army together. Uh, it, he was actually uh, his commanding his, his officer like or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they all liked him. And then there's the the main detective. There is is he the he's I don't know if he's the chief, chief or whatever, but he does he he clearly doesn't like this guy right away. He doesn't care what he's done. Mm-hmm. He's after him. And there's no sympathy when this girl dies. Well, I, I think that's I think that's really too when the the main inspector or chief or whatever. Like I obviously I think the evidence doesn't look good for Bogart's character, but then the way he just like yeah, there's no remorse, there's no like sadness to this young girl. Like this is a young girl. Yeah. And 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 it died. Be, and, and, almost like, sociopathic. He's like, almost yeah, he's like joking about whatsoever. it. But this is like a turn off of his other movies yeah. where he plays against the authority all the yeah. time. Yeah. And and uh and and it, I love the one line cuz he's like and and you're just making jokes and he, he's like, "Well, I know that you're upset. Granted the jokes could have been better." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and that's the the other thing about this movie. You still get all the fucking Bogart There is lights. so many great quips in this I movie. I didn't say I was a gentleman. I said I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you call her a cab? That's what gentlemen should do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, again, I, I haven't seen, you know, even a percent, small, a large percentage of Bogart's uh, filmography, but I, I fuck, I, I, everything I've seen him in thus far, I watched one movie that I unfortunately didn't finish in time, um, but uh, that I'm enjoying as well. I don't know. If he's on screen, I'm once usually he, kind w- of... Yeah, once he figured out that perf- yeah. persona in the, like, I, probably High Sierra is the first one that, oh, you're looking at this version, and then he does mm-hmm. Casablanca, and then he's on. on And some of the movies, I've watched a bunch of them, and some of them aren't great, Yeah, mm-hmm. but he he's always there, and... Uh, he's got, like, a mag- magnetic... Charm to him. Totally. Like, there, there's charisma and charm always there, and they use that to his advantage. And and this was, like, a very personal... Uh, I didn't know this until we started watching. This was... He made this movie happen. It's his production hmm. company that, that oh, put this... Oh, it's his? His production yeah. company that, that, that put it together. He had to play this character. And people that knew Bogart said this was the closest... He's been to being Bogart. To being Bogart, which it maybe doesn't say the greatest things about Bogart, <laughs> but m- many, many people, I think even Lauren Bacall uh, mentioned like how um, this was the first time where you got to see all sides of him and, and the violent mm-hmm. outburst, and you can kind of, you know. Was there some behind the scenes thing where like he was really getting into character at one point? And like, I don't know if he was like acting off. But call and like he or, started or Gloria Graham or sorry was it Gloria Graham? Yeah. So I thought like he was he was doing it with um was it the Graham though where he was like actually choking her or something? He that, got like too into it. Well, that happens in this movie, so potentially yeah. I, I like heard I, that I, I thought I read that he was he was practicing it with his wife. Oh, okay. They were like kind of like like not off site. All like reading. Like, and she said like it kind reading. of scared him that like he was getting into this character too much. He like there's a there's a scene. So they basically go through and. Now he's suspect number one. There's, mm-hmm. there's no other, this girl left him, but Gloria Graham's character lives on the other side of this kind of apartment complex where they have an, a courtyard in the middle, and they meet cute at the beginning. And it's, yeah. it's a, another great kind of scene, yeah. and she's the alibi. And the scene with them is very charming. But they, and Gloria Graham, who we talked about last year on um, the Big, Big Heat, Big Heat, yeah, Heat. I, yeah, and I, I think I, I really like her, and I think this is, this is. I think an like just an unbelievable role for her because mm-hmm. she's another person that has this cool kind of charisma, nineteen mm-hmm. forties. They're not neither Bogart or her is like 
we talked about starlets. Mm-hmm. She's not quite a starlet. He's not quite like he's not Burt Lancaster. He doesn't look like that either. He's yeah. got a very masculine face, if that makes sense to you guys. But he's got like a rugged, like he's yeah. he's lived, like he hasn't grown up in in you know. It, it seems like he's again. Yeah. If we use that to describe a female, like she lived or whatever, like you yeah. would, it wouldn't be like yeah, uh, like that. It, there is an attractiveness about both of them, but they're not. But I don't even mean an unattractiveness. I just mean like he just—he's got a ruggedness to him. Like it, it's not that like pretty boy. It's the hairpiece, handsome. <laughs> you know, it's like the difference between Tom Cruise is a pretty boy and like yeah. you know someone like uh, I'm trying to think of like a badass actor. I, I don't know. I'm coming up blank. <laughs> Humphrey there, but, Bogart. Yeah, yeah like and he. Andy Trejo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like he, but he's got that kind of, and they both have this thing where they ride through because they're so charismatic and mm-hmm. magnetic. But underneath both of them, and Bogart's always got this in all of his movies. There is an underlying kind of vulnerability that can play there, and and uncertainty. They're not certain of themselves, mm-hmm. and I think Bogart maybe because he he failed miserably until he was like forty, and then. Her because she's already sees all these other girls and that's what she plays. She plays an an Anjouine. Oh, she plays an actress that's yeah, not that quite making it, and mm. I think she can relate to that. Yeah, it's actually kind of. Uh, she was and she was married to Nicholas Ray. This we haven't mentioned that yet. Nicholas Ray director, directed this, yeah. um, who's probably most known for Rebel Without a Cause, but has a, mm. uh, a ton of movies. Uh, under well, his well belt. can we talk about his contract? Because they, they were kind of like, weren't they kind of on the splits? Like they were, their relationship was ending at this point. But she, they had yeah, he fought on. for her to be the lead, even though their marriage was was falling on the apart. Rocks. And yeah, there, there. Do you have the contract in in front of you? It's crazy. Um, I, let me see if I can find. Yeah, it. yeah so it's talking, I'll pull it up. So basically, they're uh, the producers are worried that their relationship Sorry, is going to be. Sorry, I problem. do have it here. Uh, so this is the contract she had to sign. My husband Ray shall be entitled to direct control, advise, instruct, and even command my actions during the hours from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day except Sunday. I acknowledge that in every conceivable situation, his will and judgment shall be considered superior to mine and shall prevail. Bonkers. <laughs> that is fucked up. Didn't you wow. make all your employees sign that before they started that? Your, uh, yeah, I'm now in a class action lawsuit yeah, exactly. around that. That's Wow, like how times have changed, That's man. insane. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Now they just don't make you sign the contract and we'll do these things to you, yeah. or it did for many But years. it makes sense when we read, I forget who it was, I feel like it was on one of these noir where some female actress signed this contract saying all this ridiculous shit that she won't do. And now it kind of makes sense. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I'm trying to think of who that actress was. Remember she had this crazy... Uh, I don't remember this now. Okay, well, we, we talked about one of the episodes, but it was all this, like, I will not, you know, oh, surf fuck. on the yes. left side yes. of the water. Yes, it was... Uh... Oh fuck! Was it was Stan- it a Hitchcock episode? No, no. Was it Stanwick? Maybe, maybe. It, it was. It was. Yeah, it might have been uh, Barbara Stanwyck. Anyways, like, uh, and she just like it was all this crazy joked. stuff that like, but you kind of make sense when you hear contracts <laughs> like this. I don't know. Yeah, like there the 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 thirties and forties and and fifties and sixties and seventies. Yeah, yeah, eighties, nineties, uh, uh, early odds. Uh, na- um, uh, maybe now, uh, but it, uh, Hollywood is not a great place. And this is another. This mo- movie sets it up like it's going to be a murder mystery, but it's really about the mechanisms of Hollywood mm-hmm. and how that beats them down. So. Uh, 
um, basically Bogart's character, uh, Dick Steele, who, who sh- that's like the most porn name uh, it's ever. crazy. <laughs> there was a quote from this movie that I wanted to say. I forget what it is. I think it was uh, when uh, Gloria Graham says, I love dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but it, it really is about him feeling like he's not fulfilled, uh, and been run through the grinder as an artist. Mm-hmm. And then the other side, her falling in love with this guy. And the, yeah, they're, they're both these kind of confident people at the beginning, but you see her slowly almost like mm-hmm. live in fear. Yeah. And you can see him getting away with being this dickhole for a while even like his uh, but manager he, but he's, he's trying to like fight it no but his but, manager even said like no that's a part of de- dealing with this yeah. guy he's he's an asshole and, but you and, wouldn't love you if he wasn't dynamite and at you first you don't him. see it on screen and then you start yeah. seeing more of it on mm-hmm. screen which they do this thing i don't know if you guys caught this it almost has that like dracula shot oh where yeah, it yeah zooms in and yeah. The, the light it's kind of like the light is on the eyes of yeah. it i don't know how to explain yeah, yeah, it they kind of they do that i think twice in the so film. there's a reenactment uh, scenario where the cop has him over to have dinner with oh, his that wife. Is so good, and it's an yeah, unbelievable so sequence. And yeah, he's just getting off. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, he's like, "Well, I know how this probably went down." <laughs> and and now he's pretending like he's a director. So he mm-hmm. says, "Hey, you and your wife, you sit here. You put your arm over, and you're going to be an old GI. You know judo. You know things how to kill people without your hands. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to keep squeezing and squeezing. And then the uh, lights yeah, up like on he, his I, face. I think yeah. doesn't he do it like lightly? He's like, no, you got to really do it. Yeah. And then he's he's like choking her. He's like, more, more." More, yeah. and it's like it's, it's something like, like that. It's, yeah, it's a it's great like, dialogue. Yeah, sequence. yeah, yeah. We should have pulled the whole dialogue. Yeah, there. yeah. That uh, might be Bogart's one of his greatest sequences mm-hmm. as an actor. I well, I think this is like he's he's fantastic in this, yes. like balancing this this brewing darkness inside of him, but also like. Again, realize, knowing that he has this issue, and can he almost save himself from can himself he and save those around him from himself? Get rid of his deal. Uh, so you can. You it's kind of like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. He's just not turning green. He's, his eyes get lit up instead. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you can. Uh, he he turns deranged in those yeah. sequences, and and you get these like. So and they do you, a great job. Like you start question. You, you can believe he's a killer. We don't know. Did he do it? Did he not do it? And and so it's like you know you see how he act, reacted and didn't have any remorse or you know any reaction to any of this, but then like you know you see him with the 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 um, Graham Green and like yeah they they, 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 they Laura do Graham. It. Laura Graham sorry <laughs> Graham who's Green. Graham Green <laughs> I don't know he's an old Someone. old guy from our childhood I'm pretty sure <laughs> um, but yeah I, I don't know. I think they do do a good job of constantly well, throwing out. Did he or did he not? You can see that he has the capacity to kill. And 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 when I thought about this watching in this time, I was like, of course, he probably did. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Like, he was in the war, and then he came back to society. He was successful in the war. What does that mean? Yeah. That means you probably fucking killed somebody. That's just that, right? And, and, and that's the part we never thought about, I think, growing up, or at least I didn't think about, like, mm-hmm. World War II um, uh, and, and how that was eulogized in our, our society with Remembrance Day and, and all these kind of things. You see grandfathers, my great uncle, like... Go be a monster for five years and come back to society as a, a civilized human being. I remember talking to one of my great uncle's uh, good friends, and he was talking about his time just as they were leaving. They're leaving. They're going to St. Lawrence, and 
the next boat, the shiny boat, the one they all wanted to get on, they were like, ah, fuck, we got this clunker. What blows up in front of them? Yeah. And here's this man in, like, I don't know, his late 70s. He he just starts crying and holding on to me. I've never met him in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the horrors that you see. So, like, wh- when you think about Bogart in this, okay, so he, he, he's doing horrendous things, but you can believe it because of the stuff that he's already gone through, all the trauma mm-hmm. that he's already gone through that they're, they're hinting at. At the same time, though, he just plays it so cool that you think if you murdered someone, you would not... Do that, yeah. D- you would not act like that and joke about a young girl. So I don't know. That's or why is he I, a psychopath? Yeah, yeah. But again, yeah, well, he, de- he definitely is a sociopath. Like they, they definitely, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, definitely they definitely keep you guessing until the end of did he or did did he not? I thought I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they do a, a great job of, of that, and we'll talk about the various endings. I believe mm-hmm. they came up with the perfect ending for mm-hmm. this. It gives me goosebumps. Um, that was the thing that I, I remember the most of this movie, which I saw probably 10, 15 years ago, mm. just like feeling this like weird, like, I, I can't believe I'm feeling a, something from a movie from the fifties in this sort of way. Yeah. Um, I, I think I would like the ending that went even darker though. I think that could work too, even yeah. if it would be a little bit more. I think it's a little hammier. Yeah. Um, this one, this one has an ending that almost it, like existentially it, goes yeah, darker. It's a gut punch. Like this ending is a gut punch. The other one's like yeah. we've seen that ending yeah. lot, lot, mm. lot, lots of times, mm. and I think that's why Nicholas Ray they shot that ending. Um, and, and is that on the Blu-ray? Do you know the the cartoon? No, the, the oh, supposedly Ray just halfway through said, said nah, cut, nah, cut, not worth it. cut everybody, and then took uh, Graham and and Bogart aside, and I I, I think he could tell bogart was not into the yeah, ending yeah. as well um it, this is this is very much like uh you know I, I think if bogart had lived uh you know maybe there would have been more of these but he never really gets to show this range ever again he, he this is almost like the end and then he you know he, you get the african queen after this mm-hmm. you get which is a great movie but He's yeah. Bogart on Auto Drive. Sabrina yeah. Bogart on Auto Drive. Um, this is him stretching and seeing what what he can do. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, so before all spoilers. the um, characters that are like a side characters are fantastic in this yeah. movie. You got this washed up actor who's constantly doing soliloquies. Amazing, dressed in like I guess the garbs from like the uh, yeah like peanut the, theaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, Awesome. And even like his uh, long suffering manager, who is at like his mercy constantly, like constantly getting like. There's a good scene where he like slaps him right across the face. Doesn't he break his glasses? Uh Well, yeah, and he's actually hurt. Like, and and then you see the remorse. Like, he blows up, he beats his manager in this horrific way where maybe his eye's gonna be fucked. Like, that. He goes in there and he asks about the eye, and you can tell, like, he's just so. Bogart is so mad at himself that Mm. he's going there. Uh, going to these degrees for people he cares about and that still care about him but that even might be the final straw with yeah. the, with that guy like he he's gonna go on a little bit further but you can see like he's been dealing with him for a while because he likes him but also he's his manager it's Hollywood he and he's made some mistakes. He tried to talk Selznick out of doing uh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> he even like said, like, what do I know? And even when he's like yeah. in good spirits, he, uh, Dix is still like 
fucking with him constantly. He's yeah. like, and but he was willing to like hide a body for him. Like he would really do, do anything. anything for this guy. Yeah. And, and you, you can see my, how much he cares yeah. for him. You for, uh, we haven't even mentioned like the why you believe Gloria Graham and Bogart fall in love is the middle section where it's this domestic bliss yeah. scenes where you almost get uplifted from the movie for like 10 minutes yeah. where it's like, oh, this this is like we're in they're a Doris a, Day picture or something. There's some weird scenes where they're like on a beach and he's like complaining about the sand and like, oh, it's like a thousand miles of sand and it's all on your food. He's like, shut <laughs> up and just breathe, but don't let it go to your head, But baby. like, and he calms uh, down yeah. until a few other things uh, happen. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want? But I, I, I'm. Uh, I'm feeling like I'm getting into spoilers. spoiler yeah. territory. Yeah. That's, that's all I have. I did. There was one scene when he, there is a um, grapefruit knife. Did you oh, notice that? Oh yeah. And he unbends it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I guess they didn't make uh, the patent for grapefruit knives didn't come out till three years after this movie was made. So it was kind of like that's what I saw. In it was. Like, it was oh, a brand a brand new thing. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Huh. Anyways, <laughs> uh, spoilers. You want to get into it? Well, like, why don't we give a rating and then yeah. we'll jump yeah. into spoilers. Do you want to go first? Sure. I, was, I don't know. I'm, I'm between 7.5 and 8. Like, I really dug this movie. So I'm thinking I yeah, might go 8. Uh, yeah. I was going to go I'm in between the 2, 2, but I yeah. might go 7.5. Yeah. And I'm going to go 9. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this would... Uh, there's, so the last three pictures uh, we've watched, they're all, definitely all my top 10 noirs. And... Mm. Oh, yeah? Might be... In my top fifty movies, also. Oh, like, get out of here! So, so like this was this was kind of like when you guys picked Laura and then you picked the third band. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" Like all I'm going to be doing uh, is is raving. But um, yeah, like I, I I do feel like there's a few things in this one um, that maybe aren't perfect. But I'm this may be like my second favorite Bogart after mm-hmm. The Big Sleep. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I, I think I, I I love the. Maltese Falcon. I love a lot of his movies. Like they, they be similar sort of mm-hmm. kind of scores. This is one. This I think this is my third watch, and uh, yeah, it went up. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I would have probably said if before we started, I oh I'll probably give that an eight point five. And uh, I think as it. I get older and like it, it just hits me harder. And I also just think you. If you're a Bogart fan, th- this is his best performance out of any mm-hmm. movie. Like he's not, he's better in this than he is in those other movies where he he's a little bit more one dimensional. Um, and and I, yeah, I love this movie. But I feel like I'm just going to be gushing about yeah. all these movies. Um, but uh, hey, people, it's noir November, baby. Go ahead and gush. Yeah, everybody. It, it, you, this year, everybody that's been listening has had to hear me talk about Friday the Thirteenth or <laughs> Flood Fart Lake or uh, the Tourist Trap or uh, Pledge Night. This is for you, man. Yeah, this, the, this month is like saying sorry for shock. No, honestly, this is, <laughs> I mean, that is means like not? next month, then we get to make put them through hell. Oh again, yeah, there's right? no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Our Christmas movies are going to be so fun. <laughs> You're like, oh, how do you feel about Tim Allen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't talked about Tim Allen on this episode with the new Tim Allen uh, Santa clauses or whatever. Uh, Christmas is coming up all next right. month. Next you're, month. Not gonna, you're not racing ahead. Uh, I have watched Christmas stuff, but I'm saving it for next month. I don't want to talk Christmas in November. So just Mrs. a Maniac. Just Mrs. a Maniac. I yeah, just. Yeah, sorry, guys. That's okay. Hey, man. <laughs> maybe, you know, on second viewing. Maybe so let's get into spoilers, right? You can write down yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah, the time will be at the bottom there if you don't want this spoiled. Uh, which I don't think you should. I mean, I, this was a first time watch for me, and I was kind of really curious uh, where they're going to go with it. It was such a cool ending. 
Anyways, okay. The scene where he pulls that kid out of the car and kicks the shit out of him. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if this is spoilers or not, but it's such a weird thing that he goes like, I'm going to send him $300 to say sorry. Like, was that so fucking weird to you guys? I don't even remember that. Yeah, so, yeah, he, well, <laughs> yeah. like, he beats I remember him beating up the guy. I don't remember the $300. I guess he was a uh, kid on his way to a scholarship, and I guess he stopped going oh. to college because he got beat up, so he sent him $300 to say sorry so, or whatever. And to pay for it. Because $300 is, like, yeah. a lot. Back a lot then. of money. Yeah. Um, yeah, like this is the thing. Like when he gets mm-hmm. out of these crazed fucking it's incidents, like the Hulk, he can't control it, and he goes That's back. I honestly like he does this in all of these movies where he does fucking ridiculous things, but there's never any regret. This one, mm. you, do you believe? Like this guy's a scary motherfucker that can beat the shit out of me. Like yeah, yeah. You do not he's want to mess with him when he loses fella. it. Yeah, because he's just, he's a he's a live wire. He's just gonna mm. go crazy, mm. and that's why when you're thinking about Gloria Graham in this, you're thinking. Fuck! Like you got to get out of this. Yeah, you got yeah, 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 yeah. How do you get away from this fucking dude? Like even, he's probably a killer. Even if he isn't the killer, I don't think it's a smart idea to hang around well, this fella. So you like, get to the you get to the end. Mm-hmm. And, I guess it's putting a lot of strain on the relationship. Like and we're gonna he, get out of here. And she's just, so paranoid that she's just gonna run off and yeah. give him his ring back. She's got a trip to New York. She's gonna just fucking go. She's got nothing here. Uh, and then he shows up, and that's. Those that's scary. It huh? is tense as a motherfucker in there, right? Like, because she wrote the note, it's like, I want to go in the bedroom. It's like, yeah, no, 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 it's locked, it's fine. I just I, like, you know, in this time, they're yeah. probably not gonna show him sitting there beating the shit out yeah. of her, but it's still you fucking kind scary. Of, you he kind could, of, and, like, and, yeah. and you kind of do, yeah. Like, when he goes in that room, he grabs her throat, yeah, yeah. That's like fucking mm. as intense as shit you'd mm. see now. Um, cause there's no cutting away. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's rough. Cause like, you know, he has a person for beating women. Like that's his bag. Like I he, guess. he loses his shit and he yeah. goes to that level. And, and now you get to see it. They don't make you pretend yeah. they make you reconsider how you thought of this guy the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you're starting to, it's one of those films. Like you mentioned though, like you're starting to hope that she's going to be the cure he needs. But yeah. at the same time, you're thinking, I don't think you should risk this. Like, get yeah. out of this, because no matter what, that is always going to be there that he can just snap, like, Yeah, there's you know. no cure. No. Like, like, it's not going to be that... E- and, and that's almost what's... Like, they, there's a line at the end where he, he lets her go, and then the cops call and say, hey, you didn't do it. Well, you're one two, day too late. Well, not really. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I, I, but, that, I always thought that was weird where it's like, you're, you're, you're too late, and it's like... No, yeah. like in, you, you in her get, mind, though. Yeah, yeah it is one tw- day too late, yeah. and that's the that's the other heartbreaking element of that when yeah. you think about it. And then when he, they they go and she reads the that those last line in the uh, the script, or like I was I was born the day I met her, I died the day she left. But during them like few weeks, we were in love. I felt alive. Like, yeah. what a great like. And, and she says it at the end as he's walking mm-hmm. away, and the and the and the music, it, and it is. One of, for me, one of the yeah. most perfect moments in cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I, I. That's the, that's the thing that when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch Bogart. I've watched Key Largo yeah. yesterday. I'll watch this one. Key Largo is just like a, a 
noir romp on the seas. You know what's... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Casablanca has an ending just like this. Like, the movie is made because of this last, like... Two minute dialogue, and and that one, yeah. you still feel good. Yeah. yeah, this one is one of the saddest yeah. endings in all of fucking Hollywood. You, you know what's really fucked up? This whole time we've been talking yeah. about this movie, I was thinking in my head that he was guilty. I just, you're right. He was, he didn't do it. Yeah. What the fuck? This whole time, yeah, I've been talking yeah. in my head as if he was a killer, and I think it's because. Even if he's not the killer, it doesn't he matter because still this guilty. ends and he's still guilty of yeah of other things and probably is never gonna have if that. that so phone so call, now you got you gotta yeah. give it an eight. <laughs> if that phone call was like four minutes later, he would be. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Yeah. So. so I guess should we talk about the, the alternate endings then? Yeah, like there's the main one that they shot. Uh, that he was a killer? Because well, he no he, well he's not the killer, there's, but he, there's two okay, other so, endings. Yeah. So go ahead. There's the one where he is the killer. That's the book ending. Okay. He's a serial killer the whole time. Has almost no relevance over the movie. The act, the ending they sh- they were about to shoot is that he kills her, and then goes back to writing the 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 movie. Oh, with like her corpse like uh, rotting in the background. Yeah, and he yeah. he writes. You see those I, last I lines on screen. Interesting. It, yeah, yeah it would have been different, but <laughs> it's it, that's a normal ending. Yeah, that seems like yeah. a Stephen King esque. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is not. There's no bow tie. Yeah, it probably wouldn't fit this mo- that this mm. movie, I guess. So wait, uh, this was based on a book that had no relevance to the actual book, just like the movie that he's writing has no relevance to the actual book. Exactly. That's kind of a nice little like. And uh, supposedly Ray thought about yeah, that that's a little as, bit as he was doing it. Um, yeah, this is also very personal because his marriage is falling apart mm-hmm. at the same time, and and like. I think that fed a lot what was going on in, in the picture. Bogey, th- choke her harder, Bogey. <laughs> Should we get out of spoilers? Because I was just going to yeah, 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 yeah. Do we have anything else for spoilers? I think that or? is it. Yeah, that's it for spoilers. So I, I was just going to, Nicholas Ray's direction in this is fantastic. Like the way the camera moves, it's very kinetic. You're always getting these like uh, sequences that feel like you're on the run. I, I feel like the way he is accentuating all of these tense moments with those close-ups. Like, you talked about that grapefruit scene. Mm-hmm. It gets more and more tense right? as it goes along, right? Like, at first, it's like, oh, that's a joke. It's grapefruit. Yeah. And then he's, like, you can tell she just wants the fuck out of here, and it mm-hmm. gets getting more and more yeah. claustrophobic. And he does an excellent job at doing all of that. And space and that set that they built that, I guess, it's a reproduction of uh, the apartment he first lived in in, in L.A., so, and I, I, Curtis Hansen in, on the 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 doc goes uh, like that's on the Criterion version of this goes there. Curtis Hansen, another guy, uh, did L.A. Confidential, yeah. uh, which I I, tr- I wanted to watch. Yeah, I love that movie. I, I love. It's a Christmas movie. I watched last Christmas, so you can do it in December. I'm going to do it this Christmas because yeah, I, <laughs> I was about to pick that and I, I showed it to Tammy, and but it's got like these '90s trailers that pop up on Amazon, like just pop up instantly it's the worst fucking trailer i've ever yeah. seen in my life it looks like the worst goddamn movie and i was like i don't know if i want to watch mm. this now yeah. <laughs> but uh and curtis hansen goes to the the apartment building that's still standing oh, it's like crazy this is the fucking apartment building they built this from scratch it's in- incredible hmm. um so there, there's a personal element there for i think all the director the two leads um it's a special movie for me. I, I, I'm so I'm really glad we got to cover it. Thanks, right guys. On. Yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed it as well. So, yeah. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, email us at moviecitymanics at gmail dot com. 
Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Movie City Maniacs. We have a like page and a group page. Yeah, and we're on uh, Movie City Maniacs on Instagram. And we got a big, like, crucial poll going right now. Um, how do you like your coffee? In a mug or poured on your face? 88% of the people liked it poured on your face. This is a, <laughs> the big heat reference. I, I picked I picked poured on your face. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the big heat, which we covered last year, one of my favorite uh, noirs. Um, kind of an action war, I guess. Oh, that is darker too. It's dark as hell, isn't it? That I guess a girl's getting. It's kind of like, yeah. yeah, yeah. like kind of. I, I guess a girl revenge. like Gloria Graham is getting coffee in the face uh, in yeah. that one too. Yeah, Gloria Graham. Yeah, so we we uh, I guess we didn't announce, but we are going to be back to f- uh, finish off Noir Noir Vember oh. with one more. We're going to cover Stanley Kubrick's The Killing. So I'm excited yeah. about this. Okay, one. Okay, you guys are looking at me like, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Did I say that, say that right? <laughs> I, I, I watched 2001. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, I watched Clash Work Orange. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, this has been fun. Um, again, these these are always fun, and even if, well, I have enjoyed all these films, but yeah, even if they too. don't, like, I, I love watching no- noirs. I love watching noirs in November. So <laughs> all right. keep this tradition going. Uh, we'll be back one more, guys. Thanks for listening. Stay scared. Bye. Bye.